0: Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Now, it's said that the average millionaire has seven income streams, and I just wanted to share with you today how you could actually grow that path to becoming a millionaire in your business, in your life, in order to help you create not just the freedom that you want, but the wealth to support the freedom and the lifestyle that you want to be able to live. So while this may be a little bit of a departure from, you know, strict sales and selling, I want you to know, because I know that you are trying to do all of this in order to ultimately be free, to have impact, and to have as much money as you possibly can, so that you can continue to pay it forward in your life and in your business. So the number one thing that my clients ask me is how do I get more income? And if that is a question that has crossed your mind, you're in luck, this is exactly what we're gonna dive into today on the episode. So again, if we go back to this this concept of the average millionaire has up to seven different income streams and income potentials. Now you can have multiples because I think sometimes we get so narrow-minded that we think, you know, I only have a business, that's one income stream. While that is true to a point, what I want you to think about is that if you have multiple products and services inside of your business, each one of those is an opportunity to create income in and of itself. So each product line that you have is technically an income stream. Now, your business as a whole is one income potential, right? Meaning that if your business failed to exist, the whole thing went kaput, then you would miss out on that opportunity. But chances are, the more products and services that you sell inside of your business, the more that you diversify where that income is coming from, the stronger the opportunity for you to stay and stand the test of time, no matter what is happening in the outside world around us. So with that being said, let's dive into uh, what I have identified as seven broad buckets of income potential in order to help you to get to that millionaire status as well. So Number one is service. Your services. Typically, when clients work with me, that is the main bread and butter for their business. You are an expert in what you do. You have been able to monetize your expertise as a service for others. So whether you're coaching or consulting, you're giving your service, perhaps you're a website designer or somebody who does done for you services. If this is you, this is one area of potential. Now, if you are a product-based business, here's how this could apply for you, because we're going to go you know, back and forth between some of these things. I want you to understand that the reason why we often are stuck is because you are not looking outside of the box, right? Now, actually, before we dive into uh, a little bit more about like how you could do this as a product based business, the reason why all of this is so relevant and important to you is because if you want to meet, if you want to be able to grow and scale your business, not just for the short term, but for the long term, no matter what happens in the outside world around you, you need to diversify your income, you need to have different ways that money comes into your business and into your life. And if you don't, Things that happen, such as a pandemic, such as a recession, such as just your own health, is going to make a big dent in how you're able to uh, continue to make that income. So I have a client who uh, is a realtor, and she said to me, "You know, Susan, I'm I'm a little bit concerned because I want to be a millionaire. I want to diversify my income, and I want to make sure that such time that I actually have to you know, take some time off and and be with my kids and." And actually, have a family. That the way that I make money today has to be with other people. If I'm not selling a house, if I'm not showing a home, then I don't get paid. And as a result, it puts her at risk because a lot of her business and a lot of her income today is based off of that primary method. So I know that for a lot of my clients that also produce a service, it's the same thing. If you don't sell the service, if you cannot uh, service the service, right? Like you can't actually deliver it, then your business is out. And so regardless of what it is that you do as your main primary income inside of your business, I want you to think how much risk does this put you at? Because if something should happen, could you weather the storm? Could you stand the test of time? And I'm going to tell you that all companies that are able to make it, so if we look Back through history, the companies that have been able to stand the test of time, the Walmarts, the Nordstrom's, the Coca-Cola's, the the Nike's, all even Apple. The reason why they're still not only uh, existing, but thriving and growing is because they have a diversified portfolio of what they invest in, what they create and what they sell. So we need to be like those big companies, we need to understand that there is a huge amount of potential with us being able to tap into the income that's out there, the income that we can create, but also that it helps reduce the risk for us as business owners and as people, because the more income that you have, the less likely any one individual source is going to throw a monkey wrench into your overall financial plans. So... That being said, if you are a product-based business and you're thinking, well, I don't know how number one applies to me because I have an expertise, but I sell a product. Like I sell a, a cell phone case or a wreath or body butters or anything, insert your product of choice. You could sell your expertise of how you created that product. Okay, so I'll give you an example. One of my clients sells, sold, sells and, and creates wreaths. He not only sells the supplies, he sells a finished product. He coaches people on how to create their own wreath making business. He coaches other business owners because now, when we take a, a full step backwards, he is more than just a wreath owner and a wreath business owner. He is also a very successful business owner and so he can help other business owners that want to be able to apply the same principles to their business regardless of whether or not they sell wreaths although he does help a lot of creatives and a lot of creators who are in that creative industry whether they sell wreaths or something else so how could this apply to you what do you sell what do you create that you could help other people learn how to sell and create on their own as well we all have an area of expertise that somebody else would be interested in learning from us about. Number two, so we've talked about services, and now we're gonna talk about products. So as a service-based business, is there a product that you could bring to the table? So I'll give you a live example from me. I have a, by and large, it's mostly, you know, services, courses, programs that I work with my clients on very specifically. There's other things that I have in the background that are, you know you never actually see from the front of my business but one of the things that i have created that i don't advertise a ton is products i have a set of affirmation cards and i have a faith journal and so what i want you to know is that if you have the opportunity to create something that could also support your clients. So the affirmation cards, I'll give you a shout out, Brittany. Uh, one of my past clients, Brittany had said to me because I was posting these affirmations on my Facebook business page and they were they were really designed to help me because I, there there's times where I just, I didn't know if I could keep going on, right? We all have those moments where we just wanna be pulled up by our bootstraps and, and pushed forward and given a little bit of a kick in the pants. And so I was putting them out there for my clients, just as much as I was creating them for myself. And one day she messaged me and she said, can I buy these? Like, do you have them available as cards? Because what she was doing was she had been printing them off and sticking them up on her wall in front of her computer in her office. And they were uh, inspiring her, they were affirming to her some of the things that she wanted to focus on. And she said, it would be really great if I could get access to a smaller version of these so that I could carry them around with me so I could flip through them and they could help pick me up every single day. And that little seed of something that she was asking for got planted years ago. And as a result, I created these cards and I give them out to my clients uh, inside of Sales Mastery Society, inside of some of my other programs. And so they are also available for sale on my website. I can't remember exactly where they are, but they are available for sale. So as a result, I, starting as services, created something based on the fact that one of my clients had asked for it and based on my own experiences of this might help somebody else out there. Now, again, for you, how could this help your clients? Another another one of my clients, I'll give a shout out to Lisa. Lisa Michaud it has created, so she has the Goal Getters podcast and A lot of her clients uh, were getting stuck with the regular everyday planner, right? We've all been there. Who doesn't collect planners and kind of have them sitting on the shelf collecting dust? So her planner is created in a very different way. It was meant to fill a void, not only in the marketplace, but ultimately, again, to serve her clients, the clients that she was already helping inside of her different programs, as well as herself. She was frustrated with having to kind of patch together and Frankenstein ask a bunch of different planners so that she was essentially going through a few different ones just to kind of figure out (laughs) what she wanted to focus on for the day. And she had started to slowly create her own. And just recently, she launched it. And she has been hugely successful in getting this planner out into the hands of more and more people. So again, she does coaching, consulting types of services and programs for her clients. And she's created a product that now serves her clients in a bigger, deeper way, but allows her to get her expertise and create another income stream. Number three, this is going to be more around, um, How do you partner, right, partnerships? So I have a bunch that I'm going to to share with you in here. So partnerships for me is how do you make money using what other people have created, using what other people can help your people with? So regardless of whether you sell products or services, being able to find complementary products and services that may allow your clients and your customers and your community to be able to purchase as a result of your recommendation is huge, it is a, you know, a nice thank you for you being able to encourage people to get in front of other folks that you know, like and trust that you have vetted, that you have tried, and that you understand how they can deliver that service. Now, if you go to my resources page on my website, you'll find an example of how I've been able to do this. So whether you're doing affiliates, whether you're doing recommendations with a resource page like mine, whether you're accepting ads on your blog or on your websites or even on your social media feeds, whether you're accepting sponsors. So if you're listening to to uh, a lot of podcasts, you may notice that podcast owners are either accepting outside sponsors or they're sponsoring using their own products and services. So that's what I do. I sponsor my own podcast. I promote my products and services inside of the show notes throughout the show that I believe may help you. Now, sometimes I also bring on other guests that are also going to help you in the way that you need to be helped that I can't deliver. So all of these things combined allow you to put your audience and your communities in front of other folks that could help serve them in a deeper way. And depending on what you have negotiated and how you're doing this, you could also be compensated you could get income. In fact, a lot of my affiliate income has generated, gosh, you know, five figures over the years and more just as a result of me recommending certain types of products and services that I firmly stand behind, that I've tried, that I recommend, that I know how to use, that I help clients to implement. And if you have any type of product or service business, there is an opportunity for you to collaborate, to partner, to, uh, be able to showcase other products and services that can deliver something that you simply can't and get paid for it, okay? Number four, subscriptions. Now, I know you're you're probably rolling your eyes at me. I'm gonna tell you that if you look at your credit card statement right now, whether it's for your business or for your personal life, I guarantee that you have at least three subscriptions on there. How do I know? Because subscriptions are everywhere. Now, if you've heard me talk about Peloton in a previous episode and how much I love their marketing campaign, I'm going to use them as a perfect example, okay? Because when we think about Peloton, Peloton is an exercise machine, but it's actually a subscription-based model. Because They really are engaging you to come into the community and to join their exercise programs, the monthly subscription. And for those of us that don't even have a Peloton, guess what? You can now join in on the fun because you can get the app. And you can subscribe and you can be part of the fun and the activities and making sure that you are the in crowd. So if you are attracted to the messaging, the vibrancy, the information that that Peloton is putting out there, and you don't have the wherewithal or the space to be able to access the full exercise machine, well, guess what? They have put in a subscription model that not only helps people who have their machines, but also those Who do not. And so I guarantee you that if you look at your business, now here's the thing with all of these you can't implement all seven all at the same time. You have to do one at a time. But I'm giving you all of these because the more that you can diversify, the more that you can have access to multiple income streams, the more that your business is going to have consistent income month over month, year over year. And ultimately, if you want to be a millionaire, this is a path that's going to help you to get there. Could you have one income stream to get to a million dollars? Absolutely. There's people who have done it. But this is the way to diversify and to lower and reduce your risk so that if something happens in one industry or one area or one portion of your business, you are not put 100% at risk because 100% of your business is in one particular income stream or offer. Okay? So when we look at um, how we are navigating all of this, I want you to know that you could put a subscription in place. I guarantee it because every single client of mine, there is an opportunity for them to include some kind of subscription model, regardless of what it is that they sell, whether it's a product or a service. So we're going to go back to the Amazon example, the subscribe and save. organify built a multi-million dollar business very quickly, simply by offering multiples of their Organifi juice, like the powder. And I want you to use examples from other industries because I think sometimes we get so trapped into, this is the only way to do business, when we miss the mark in, how do other businesses successfully do business? And what are the core principles and strategies that we can transfer over into our business and be able to navigate for even better success right we don't have to recreate the wheel and we don't even have to keep making the wheel the same as other wheels in our industry if you want to be bold and courageous if you want to stand out as the only one in your industry the go-to person then why do you keep copying the same strategies as everybody else i think that is a big mistake and that's the reason why i'm giving you some examples from a lot of different types of backgrounds and industries, because I think it's important that we don't get tunnel vision too, right? So that was number four was a subscription um, as one of your income opportunities. Number five is investment income or more passive style income. So whether you're investing in rental income, dividends, uh, licensing your IP, your you know creative genius whether you're creating royalties whether you're doing something where other people can utilize what you've already done right so your money can be used in such a way that it simply just makes more money that is the ultimate in passive income. And too often, what I see is that we're so busy running after active types of income potential, like the ones that I have mentioned to you, for the most part, they're going to be something required of you in order to participate in making the income. For more passive styles of income, there's an element of, you know, once you've kind of done it, you kind of set it and forget it. Now you do need to still make some upkeep, even if you're investing in um, you know, real estate or dividends or stocks or bonds, you want to review on an occasional basis as is needed, right? Usually that's an annual basis. But at the same time, if you think about, like if you only had to look at it once a year, that's pretty good, right? Compared to if you're putting together a whole uh, service or a product campaign, and you're going to need to put together a funnel or something out there in order to be able to market and sell that, that's a lot more activity, that's a lot more active, and that's a lot more work and effort on your part. So looking at some of these opportunities, I think sometimes we wait too long to start investing in our business, in ourselves. And I know that for myself, it took me a long time to switch from the mindset of a saver to an investor. And we can talk about that in an upcoming episode. Because when you are an investor, it actually doesn't matter how much money that you you take. Now, certain investments like real estate will require a certain threshold, a certain minimum amount. But generally speaking, there are investment opportunities at all levels of what you have available. Just simply take a look at what you can afford to be able to put in. And what are the options that are going to make the most sense for you? Now, I would be remiss if I didn't really mention the licensing and kind of royalties section, because what it does is it monetizes your IP that you've already created. So as an example, if you already created a specific type of learning or a methodology or a framework, so similar to how I've created my five C's to close inside of my Sell With More Ease program, there is a framework. If somebody wanted to take that, and license that from me because they wanted to train their sales teams, that is something that I could do. It's already created, right? It's already set up. I could then white label it to them, license X amount of licenses for their team at a certain price point and is done. Like, they just have to pay me on an annual basis to retain the license. If you are a photographer, if you are a musician or in a creative space, or perhaps you're selling something, and then somebody could give you royalties for the use of what you have just created, that is another opportunity, right? That's an example of how you could have this kind of more passive type of income stream coming into you and your business. Now, the last piece is um, looking at different channels. Now, I know that you're probably thinking, well, how is that really a different income stream? It is because if you think about big box corporations, like big businesses, they count every single product, every single SKU, every single opportunity as a different income stream. Sometimes they have different business models inside of their entire umbrella of a brand. There are different channels when they call it's a multi-channel approach, it's because they're looking at offline, online, uh, inside sales, outside sales, like all of the different ways that a client could potentially purchase that type of product or service. Now, sometimes we have the same product being delivered offline and online. So I'll give you an example. Uh, We've seen a lot of change in the industry with events, right? So whether you are a sporting event, a entertainment event, a business event, a lot of our in person events have completely gone online. That is a separate channel. And so, some people, as things start to open back up in the world economy, so again, at the time of this recording, we're looking at spring of 2021, and a lot of places, are still on lockdown, or still being quarantined to an extent, meaning that there's not a lot of opportunity for them to meet face-to-face, or there's limits on who can do that. So if you are a business that has a component of face-to-face activities, then that is an offline channel. That is a you know, face-to-face, maybe it's a brick-and-mortar type of opportunity. When you look at how do you navigate that, and, and probably you've switched online, Or maybe you've decided to wait it out and you've decided, I don't even know if I can have the capacity to do this. If you decided to bring your arm of that business online and do it a different way, that would be a different channel, a different income potential. Now, some of my mentors have said, we are actually not going to do any more face-to-face because we've realized there is such a lucrative opportunity by focusing 100% online with doing our online events and functions, right? So there has been even more opportunity for them to grow their business because there's a reduction in the overhead, the time, the manpower that's required in order to put together a face-to-face event. Now, regardless of what it might look like for you, what I want to challenge you with is... Are there different channels for how you can do business and how you can relate to your clients and give them more of what it is that you deliver, but in a different way? So whether that's offline or online, face to face or virtually or through a different channel for me, I'm going to I'm probably going to date myself here. But back in the day, it was phone services. uh online services, face-to-face services, like that's how how ancient I am uh, in terms of my business knowledge. But I just want to encourage you because depending on what channel makes the most sense for your clients, you may decide that there are certain ways that you don't want to do business. There's certain ways that you don't want to drive the income potential forward for you and your business. And there's others where you're going to double down or really put some intense focus. Uh, and you're not gonna miss out on an opportunity. So as an example, a lot of businesses have needed to shift online because of what's been happening in the global economy. And you may decide that, hey, if I just invest in putting more time and effort and energy and maybe some systems in place around my online support, I could grow that income exponentially. And maybe you're going to incorporate some of the other income streams that I've been mentioning here, because now you can see, wow, if I could add on a product, a service, some affiliate income, you know, being able to partner with somebody, adding a subscription model, being able to invest in other things outside of my business that could help support some of the income that I've already made inside my business, Well, gosh, that would allow me to really hit that million dollar mark and become a millionaire, not only in my mindset, but ultimately in my bank account balance as well. So those are the seven areas. Right. So product services, partnerships, subscription, investments and then channels. And of course, if you were to do a Google search, there are tons and tons and I could have kept going on and on and on probably for a few hours talking about all the different ways that you can diversify your income and make multiple income streams. This is exactly what we talk about inside of Sales Mastery Society and making sure that you're not only meeting your goals, but that you're doing it in a way that lowers the risk that makes it super fun for you as a business owner, and that maximizes the opportunities for you to not only deliver the best opportunities for you, your business, your business model, but ultimately your clients and the kind of impact that you're trying to make as a bold and courageous entrepreneur out to change the world. So I can't wait to hear more about your success, feel free to share with me which one of these seven do you already have in place and what's one that you're going to focus on in order to incorporate into your business? Go ahead and share that with me over on Instagram. You can tag me at Susan McVeigh. And if you're looking for some help and support, look down below in the show notes. There's a whole plethora of resources that we have available for you. But if you want specific handholding, specific mentorship, me deep diving with you inside of your business, come and join us inside of Sales Mastery Society. And you can find the details at salesmasterysociety.com. Thanks so much. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.